On today's show, two playing sleepers get wins. Are we overlooking the Nets and the Clippers? The Boston Celtics and the Dallas Mavericks get their 50th wins of the season. How have they stormed back this season after starting really slow? We'll talk about all those teams in every game on the association. Let's have some fun on a Thursday. Nick Angstead, Pat, the designer on today's Locked On NBA. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs and Locked On NBA your first listen every single day. Remember, Locked On NBA is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Thanks for getting us to 5,000 subs. Let's keep it going. Playoffs, let's keep it going and joining me. As always on a Thursday now, was it was three in a row, four in a row streak? Three in a row. Three in a, a row. More than I can going. Host of Locked On Bulls along with Hayes. It's Pat the Designer. What you got for me? Hey, um, Boston. Wow. Yeah. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to do it just yet. You don't have to get sad just, just yet. We can get sad a little later. Let's start with the game of the night? I Question mark? A lot of weird games in the association. Only six, though. We're used to these 11, 12, 13 game slates, so I'm excited to dive into a couple of these teams here. Yeah. The Brooklyn Nets get a win 110 to 98 against the New York Knicks. The Knicks had built a 21 point lead and they led for most of the second quarter and the third quarter. But from the, the four minute and 36 second mark in the third quarter till the end of the game, the Nets outscored the Knicks 50 to 20. Kevin Durant, I don't know if you, if you heard of this guy, he's pretty good. He outscored the Knicks 21 to 20. He outscored him by himself. Pat, KD is just he's he's next level. Um, yeah, that's that's the best player in the NBA. I, I don't care who wants to argue with me. Not Giannis. I, not wait, Embiid. Listen, not listen, Jokic. Listen, they may be the MVP. Everybody knows that's the best player in the NBA, and he showed it tonight. Absolutely mm. coming out and dominating the New York Knicks. I feel like Stephen A. Smith said it. Best dog. Stephen A. Smith went into halftime. His team was up, I believe, 17 at the half. You said his and, team. and they just looked at him and they're like, Stephen A., you're not smiling. He's like, the Knicks. It's the Knicks. They're setting me up for heartbreak. I know we're going to blow this lead. Guess Wait, you got to do the voice. They did. <laughs> Let me the New York Knicks are I'm in this right now, brother. Hold on. It's, it's the Knicks, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it, it, the, the New York Knicks right now are about to set me up for a failure. <laughs> So I, are we really surprised? I think that we're, we were all more surprised and even more concerned. Like, wait a minute. Are, are, are the Nets really uh, struggling to get through this, this play-in section that they're yeah, guaranteed to be in now? Because they control their own destiny, and they still do. Like, they can still get to the seventh seed right now, especially since they won this game. But we were like, oh, they play the Knicks, they play the Pacers, then they also have this Cavs game. So if they win all those games, then all of a sudden and we're like, oh, we're just overlooking this Knicks game. But yeah. The Knicks, yeah, it, the Knicks coming out and giving it to them in the first it, half. It's going to be – It. I, I think this is big for Brooklyn. I think – listen, it, it's big for you getting hot at the right time, especially for them going into the playoffs. You're going to be playing the best teams in the NBA coming up in this playoff series, so you want to be playing your best basketball at that point when you've got Kevin Durant coming out and single-handedly outscoring a Knicks team. I mean, the Knicks literally in the second – in the third and fourth quarter put up 15 points and 16 points. Like – 
when you've got him playing at that level and how this team came out in that second half and really just dominated everything, you saw Thibs losing his mind. Shout out to Thibs, brother. Get out of there. Here Get your stuff go life. <laughs> he has three weeks in a row. I've said shout out Thibs. I'm not going to lie to you. But you got 32 from him, 24 from Kyrie. Thibs. That's what you want to see from this team. And then, of course, working Seth Curry back into it, man. I think that it's going to be uh, – uh, uh, Brooklyn is still a scary team to have to play in a first round. You know what I'm seeing from KD too that's different? Like obviously, so he he waits around now. He's like he waits around in some of these games. Like he had 21 points from the end of the third quarter till the end of the game, right? Yeah. He only finished with 32, right? So he only had 11 points up until then. He finished with a triple double. He had 11 assists, and it's the passing. It's the passing from KD cuz he has to be the point guard. They don't have Harden anymore, right? That Kyrie is like he's more of a, you know, a, a shooting guard than he like he played next to LeBron and that's the only yeah. like point guard that's worked well next to LeBron. And that's because yeah. he's not really like a real, you know, like a handle the ball all the time point guard. So Kevin Durant has taken on those playmaking, uh, um, you know, p- the playmaking like responsibilities and he gets doubled a ton. And so part of that is kicking the ball out. And de- the passing has just been different from KD that I've seen this season. Yeah. Um, and you look at this, this, this Nets team, they're 10 and five in their last 15. They've only had seven games with KD and Kyrie. Just yeah. insane. Uh, but in those seven games, they played 800 possessions together. They have a plus 11 net rating. They have a 124 points per 100 possessions offensive rating. That's like an insane rating. And then 113 points per 100 possession defensive rating, which is like fine. Um, but that KD and Kyrie still now represent still like a real dangerous team. Because right now, like let's say they beat the Cavs in this next game that they play. If they beat the Cavs and they beat the Pacers, they're the seventh seed. They only have to win one game then. They beat the Cavs in the play-in, let's say. It could be the Hawks, actually, still, too. But let's say they win that first play-in game. Then all of a sudden, they're playing either the Celtics, the Bucks, or the Sixers. Most likely, the Celtics at this point. If I'm the Celtics, I'm still worried about that team. I'm not just overlooking the best player in the NBA. Yeah. It, 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 if you're either uh, uh, any of these teams, listen, if, if you're Miami, right, you're praying, hey, keep winning. Just, just avoid us all together. Yeah. We don't want to see you. Like, if you're anybody at the top of this uh, 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 division, Boston, Miami, whoever it is, and Kevin Durant walks into your building and you won 50-plus games this season. I I would pick the Sixers. I would pick the Nets over the Sixers right now, like straight up. Yes. Yeah, 100%. I, and, and here's the thing, right? It, they're a better team than what we've seen. Now, I think that they have to do a lot more. Like tonight, Kevin Durant had to play 42 minutes. Kyrie yeah. Irving had to play 42 minutes. Like that does take a toll on you, but they're also Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Like when they get it going, if they get it going early, the, the Nets problem has been what defensively, you yeah. know what I'm saying? We saw in this first half, the Knicks were scoring at will. All of a sudden the Knicks just did what the Knicks do and they started falling off the planet, but the Knicks were scoring at will versus this team. The Nets defensively is going to be their biggest issue, but that doesn't mean that they can't come out and give every single one of these teams a bucket. And the one thing that I will say versus the uh, uh, Philadelphia 76ers, if they were to find a way uh, uh, to get higher up in there and, and match up against them, Philadelphia is legitimately one of the worst rebounding teams in the NBA. Still are, still have been just about all the se- all season it's like Embiid and no one else. <laughs> it's Embiid and no one else. And so this team here, I mean, you had Kevin Durant tonight with 10 rebounds, and then you just look down the slate. Kyrie had eight. Uh, Andre Drummond had nine in 17 minutes, by the way. Like, he's that level of guy. Claxton had seven. You know what I'm saying? Brown had seven. Like, 
if they can get the rebounds and you can get this Brooklyn Nets team second chance shots, say Kyrie does miss a shot, and now you get a second chance opportunity yeah. with KD, that's a scary team straight up. I wouldn't want to be any I, the Heat. I think it was. I think that between the Heat and the Sixers, I would pick the Nets straight up. I think. I think. Bucks and Celtics, I would think about it a little bit, but I think yeah. I would pick the Nets straight up against either of those two other East teams. Uh, another another team that's in the play-in right now is Los Angeles Clippers. They get Paul George back for the fourth game. Uh, they went down in this game by 39 in the third quarter, early in the third quarter. You texted me, and, and I was like, I think this game is over, right? And you're like, it's 75 to 30-something. I, like, <laughs> I was like, holy cow. And then all of a sudden, they cut it to, they cut it to what, Four points. Six at one point four. Yeah, they cut it to four points at the end of the game when nobody was really playing at this point. So it didn't really matter. And the Suns, give them credit, uh, (laughs) nobody was playing for the Suns tonight. Aiton out, Booker out, Crowder out, Chris Paul out. Soreness. Uh, yeah, everybody, everybody's feeling something. Everybody's holding a hammy or an ankle or a knee. Adam Silver gives his talk. He's like, we got to make sure our stars play the games that they're in. And the Nets are all like, we're just too good to play uh. any of these games. I miss my hot tub I session. Got a shoulder tonight. thing, uh, but this this Clippers team, Norman Powell's his first game. Norman Powell his first game back in a while. He's only played four games for this Clippers team. I didn't even realize it hadn't been that many at all. He yeah. scores twenty four points off the bench for them. He is is uh, is massive and a real big difference. Him and Robert Covington are a big difference between this Clippers team and last Clippers team last year that went to the Western Conference Finals. If I, I'm going to do the same thing we just did for the Nets, if I'm the Grizzlies or the Warriors, if I'm either of those two teams, I do not want to play this. Uh, I don't want to play this Clippers team in a first round series. Actually, I don't I, think the Warriors could, to be honest. But listen, this is this is the the weird thing about this that no one is paying attention to. Here's the other thing as well. Paul George has been on a minutes restriction. Yeah. So everything you're seeing is like Paul George trying to be like methodical and work himself back into it, just get himself playoff ready. And they are coming out and absolutely dominating teams. Like even even when my Bulls got a dub against them, right? Like I I still think just because Caruso did such a great job against them, it wouldn't have made too much of a difference. But Paul George didn't play in overtime. So, like, not yeah. having him all the way there, and you were destroying this team when he was in a dog. This game was hilarious. Me and you were talking about it. Nine <laughs> points in the second quarter from the Phoenix Suns. And with, then on the flip the, side. The Suns with nobody, but, yeah, still. <laughs> the Suns with nobody, but, yes, not for, still. NBA players scored nine <laughs> points in the second quarter. On the flip side, the Clippers scored 34. Don't know how the game got away from them there, dude. By the way, in the first quarter, 22. They left. They went and did a half with 31 points. Like that, That's not a good look <laughs> right there, dude. So, like, they come out of this, and, and by the end of it, we're sitting there laughing. We're looking around. We're like, hey, they, they slowly worked their way back into this. So, like, I talk about – we could talk about Memphis being a tough matchup for them. I think that the Clippers could take anybody to seven. But I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Full slate Suns, they played them already. This team pretty much comes back the exact same. They know what the tendencies are. You didn't have Kawhi Leonard last year in this series. A 1-8 matchup with the Suns and the Clippers. I am rooting for that. I am personally rooting for that because I feel like we get a a punch in the mouth right off the bat. Let's go. I want to see that. I want to see if Paul George got it in him. The other thing I want to say is that if they play play the Grizzlies the first round – I may pick the Clippers in that series. 
Yes. A lot has been said about, and the, the Grizzlies have been awesome. They have second best record in the NBA. They've been incredible this year. A lot has been said about John Morant not playing games and the Grizzlies still winning. Okay. Well, John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Dylan Brooks have only played 300 possessions together. That's like th- three-ish games that they've played together this year. All of a sudden, they're just going to come back and they're just going to have to put this all together. A young team without a ton of playoff experience have to put it all together to go into this first round. And they play a team like the Clippers that do not care who you are. Right? Like they don't care yeah. if you're the Jazz and you're supposed to win this series because you have Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and your team doesn't have Kawhi Leonard. They do not care about that. So that is that is a fascinating potential first round series if they get past the Wolves. First of all, let's let's give yeah. the Wolves some credit. They've been really, really good the second half of the year. And so we'll give the Wolves credit. They have to beat them in that one game. But they play the Grizzlies team. That would be that's gonna be a fascinating series. Coming up, coming up, the Celtics take down your Chicago Bulls. We'll talk about what happened to the Bulls. What's been happening to this Bulls team? We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll also get into Atlanta, Washington, and then Dallas and Utah. Later in the episode, we'll talk about them. But before we do, let me tell you about betonline.net. It's your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters. You a golf guy? I, I like a little golf, man. I like a little golf. Let's see what Tiger got this weekend, man. He's talking like he's going to come back and win this thing. Do you believe that you could win this? I do. And then it's just all over everywhere. Like, everyone's yeah, just like, he believes he can win. Like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, lots of stuff on Bet Online. You can go check it out. They also have this. Lakers next head coach odds. Are you ready for these? Number one, David Fisdale plus 300. Quinn Snyder plus 450. Doc Rivers plus 475. Gotta love the, the guys with a job already. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Nick Nurse plus 600. Mike Brown, pretty sure the Lakers have already done that, <laughs> plus 700. Sam Cassell plus 700. Steve Clifford plus 700. Kenny Atkinson. Let's go all the way down to the bottom. Here's some wild ones that Bet Online has. Phil Jackson, plus 10,000. <laughs> Put the money on there because Phil's been talking like he might want to get back into coaching. I just, seen the interview with him. Just put a dollar on there. You'll win a dollar on you, it. Plus you'll win a hundred bucks if he gets it. <laughs> Mike Shashevsky, is he done? Is he not? Finally comes to the NBA, plus 10,000. Phil Jackson and Mike Shashevsky, the same odds to be the Yeah, I, I don't get that. I don't know. <laughs> and then. The coup de gras plus 15,000 LeBron James to be the Lakers next head coach. <laughs> Check it out on Bet Online. It's Bet Online where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You were not ready for that LeBron. That LeBron I game. wasn't, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought Rondo was coming. I, I figured it was going to be a player, right, in 15,000. I thought Rondo was coming maybe or or like a former like point guard or something like that. Like, I Bet online. Right. Bet online right in their bag with the LeBron player James coach. next. He's, he's Bill Russell in it. Let's do it. Hey, no one has done this before. He's, he'd probably come out and be yeah, like, no one right. has taken on this mantle before except for me. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, moving on in the NBA, what should have been the best game of the night? The Boston Celtics beat the Chicago Bulls 117 to 94. The former president Obama, he showed up. He was there. The Bulls did not show up for the, the Chicago native. Um, the Celtics, let's start with them first. 
The Celtics get 25 from Jalen Brown, only 16 from Jason Tatum. It was just a route from the beginning of this game. Boston has now clinched a top four seed. They have 50 wins. They started the year 23 and 24 since January 22nd. This is since January 22nd. You ready for this? They have the best offense in the NBA, 119.8 points per 100 possessions. The best offense by a whole point. They also are the best defense in the NBA since January 22nd. 104 points per 100 possessions. That's f- that's five points per 100 possessions better than the number two team. Like They are the best defense by far since the turn of the calendar year and the best offense. This Boston Celtics team is something else right now. Yeah, and uh, it showed tonight it, it, when they, they forced the Bulls to have 17 turnovers. Um, they did a great job scoring off of those turnovers. They, they've they've done a great job over this stretch, really, forcing teams into becoming teams that they, they're not used to being, right? Forcing teams to to making plays and, and putting players in position where, hey, listen, yeah, you, you go ahead and you make a play tonight. But I guarantee you that Zach Levine or, or DeMar DeRozan or whoever it is will not. Uh, they've done a great job at that. And on the other end, they run when they're running a system, they do a great job at, hey, let's run this pick and roll. Let's get out here. Let, but they also can just kill you straight up. They killed the Bulls tonight. I didn't see a lot of pick and roll. They just killed them. Like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Daniel Tice getting in on it. And, and I'll tell you right now. <laughs> Don't sleep on the fact that they're running a lineup of Daniel Tyson, Al Horford. A lot of people said, hey, you know what I'm saying? The the uh, uh, Celtics time. are going to really gonna miss Time Lord. Yeah, they're, they're going to miss Time Lord a ton. Daniel Tice and Al Horford, Daniel Tice, former Chicago Bull, uh, after last year, we wanted him back for this reason. Because he can come out, he can give you good minutes. He can give you really good production. He can give you not only offense, but on the defensive end, that hard hustle and muscle. And also, Al Horford has been there before, and he's always somebody where I don't need you to do too much. Just go out there and do your job. And when he does his job, he does it well, and he's been doing it for forever in this NBA, dog. So don't sleep on them at all. Yeah, the Celtics, or it'll be interesting to see if they have to face the Sixers in a series like if it if it winds up there they're like the two three and they get they yeah. meet the second round that'll be wild to see how they defend Embiid but Horford has actually been pretty good at defending Embiid throughout his career so that's a fascinating one and then the Bucks it'll be interesting to see how they defend them um because of their because of their lack of size but for everybody else they're set like they're they're they can take them right like they're ready and this team has been absolutely incredible and I don't know man is this the this is the best team in the east are the Bucks still there I have a tough time not giving the team with the crown that hasn't had drastic change the edge over a lot of people. Championship pedigree means a ton. Um, For sure. When you have to fall back on something, the fact that you're an NBA champion, the fact that you just won the NBA championship, the fact that you've taken out a lot of teams that you might say are on par or better than uh, the Boston Celtics. Now, granted, you you might bring in, oh, they weren't healthy. But, like, you look at what the Phoenix Suns are doing right now, Hey, we beat them. The fact that they could fall back on that for me, it's it, it'll still always be the Milwaukee Bucks until and somebody the best player in the series. Them. Yeah, yeah, and and Giannis can just be like, "Hey, uh, can you get out of my way real quick? I'm gonna <laughs> dunk the ball real quick." So on I, <laughs> we got we got to see him recently too, and it's just like it's like an adjustment for Giannis. It's like, am I gonna dunk on you here or here? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna get out of the way for you real quick right here. ISO, I'm gonna I'm gonna clear it out for you right here. What happened to this Chicago Bulls team? Because we were all riding high on them. DeMar DeRozan was having that run where he was like 
tying Wilt Chamberlain, passing Wilt Chamberlain for like 35 point games. And now all of a sudden this Bulls team is 45 and 30, 35. They're not going to move up. It doesn't look like here against the the Raptors for the fifth seed. So they're going to stay at six. What happened to this Bulls team? Uh, I think Billy Donovan said it best. He said, you're never as good as you think you are. You're never as bad as you think you are when things are getting bad. And as you look at this team, they were on such a hot streak beating a lot of these teams, doing doing a lot of good things, but still struggling versus those best teams in the Eastern Conference, Western Conference, stuff like that. And now they played a tougher schedule. He said, I was looking forward to it because it exposes what you do wrong. And tonight, games like tonight have exposed what the Bulls do wrong. The Bulls, they just haven't been there. They 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 don't have the experience. They don't have the understanding of, hey, like, we, we can't come out lackadaisical in these games. Patrick Williams has been in the NBA two years. He's calling out the team's defensive effort at the beginning of the game, telling them, hey, listen, we, we start these games off like we're the best defensive team in the league, and then we're down 14, and all of a sudden we're trying to fight our way back in. That's just not a good way to win. It's not a good way to compete. Um, and I think that the, there just aren't a lot of players on this team that have the experience of being in games like this. I mean, you think about let, – let's be real. Our three best players are Nikola Vucevic, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan. Nikola Vucevic was on the Magic. Terrible. Um, Zach Levine has been on the Bulls and the Wolves when they were both terrible. DeMar DeRozan is the only player with any experience. And guess what? He's the only one that's been able to score. And we've said, oh, why, why don't we, why is DeMar running so much iso ball? Because every time we pass it to somebody else, they can't hit a shot. The Bulls, <laughs> since the All-Star break, have shot like, I, I believe, I, I don't have it in front of me. I think it's like 25% from the three-point line where they were one of the best teams in the NBA. They're still top four because of how great they were shooting the ball at the beginning of the season. And so now it's it's getting to the point where you're playing these tougher teams. You're playing teams that are getting ready for the playoffs, and they're playing you completely different, and the Bulls just haven't been able to adjust to it. And so because of that, you've seen the drop-off. You've seen them lose. I mean, we we came into from the All-Star break. 26.6% from, from three after the All-Star break. 266 that's, yeah, that's, it, 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 it's it's not pretty. It, it's a, it's a complete drop off, and you've seen teams literally adjust. Like everybody's like, why why is Vooch so bad inside? Why aren't they going inside? Why aren't they driving the ball? Because teams are literally saying, hey, guess what? You do whatever you want to do out there. We'll give you every shot. Because if you hit thirty eight percent from behind the three point line, you deserve to win tonight. Twenty six attempts per game. They shot thirty three percent on those attempts. But twenty six attempts per game is the lowest by three attempts. In the NBA, like they're just not taking threes, right? Like they're just, they're just literally not. So even if they're making 33% of them, which sounds like fine, that's just yeah also bad. That's 28th in the NBA since the, since All-Star. So, well, I mean, when you get to a point where every time I give you one, you miss it <laughs> at a certain point, you got to say, Hey, Hey, stop taking that. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it's, it's, and, and it's about how they, how they get their buckets. You know what I'm saying? It, DeMar DeRozan is, of course, the mid-range assassin. But here's the thing you got to think about with with this Bulls team, man. Since, since the All-Star break, 39 and 23, right? That's where they started. They're now 45 and 35. That's because the scheduled uptick. You're playing nothing but yeah. playoff teams in this side of the schedule. Yep. And they're playing you, and they've been there. Other than the Cavaliers and the no, that's it. Other than the Cavaliers, that's the only team that doesn't have that experience to be like, hey, this is the point we're at in this season. 
This is the way we got to play right now. Even the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors were a low seed last year. I think it was uh, the Bulls, the Raptors, and the Cavaliers were 11, 12th, and 13th last season. But that's because the dude that won your championship was like, yeah, I'm going to go to L.A. And that kind of jump starts the process of we got to find some new people here. <laughs> so, like, Toronto, I don't even hold in that same regard because they have championship experience on their team. Other than Cleveland Cavaliers, everyone else has playoff experience, and they have something they can fall back on. The Bulls don't. Coming up, let's get into the Dallas versus Detroit game. We got Utah versus a team wearing OKC jerseys, and then, of course, the Hawks versus the Washington Wizards. We'll talk about them coming up. All right, Pat, let's get into some of these other games. The Dallas Mavericks get a win over the Detroit Pistons. It was an ugly one. It was an ugly one for a while. I'm not going to lie to you. 45,000 this game, 69 total free throws. Dallas Mavericks get their 50th win. They started the season 16 and 18. Luka and Brunson, you know, 50 points combined in this one. Four other Mavericks in double figures. Dallas still has an opportunity to get the three seed right here. Dallas only has two games left. They win their next two games, and Golden State loses any of their last three games. The Mavericks would move up to the three seed. And so the Mavericks are hoping they win all their games. There's still a whole bunch of different scenarios. Our guy, Matt Moore, HP Basketball on Twitter, has all the scenarios. So go go check out his Twitter feed. He is obsessed with the the clinching scenarios. But the Mavericks can still get the three seed in this one. Uh, The Dallas Mavericks are going into this right now. If they get the three seed, they'll probably play the Nuggets. They stay at four, and they can clinch home court with just one more win or or a Jazz loss. The Mavericks are feeling good about either of those teams. The Mavericks have been playing really well at through the, the you know they're 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 mirroring what what the boss what Boston is doing now. They're they're tailing off a little bit here. Their their defense is not as elite as it had been for about a month and a half. Uh, their defense was right up there with Boston for about a month and a half after the turn of the calendar year after the, you know after Porzingis went down basically. Yeah, and then. Uh, but then their offense had been pretty good after being, you know, average throughout the rest through the rest of the year. Dallas is feeling good about either of these teams because Luka Doncic can get you through anything, honestly, right? Like he is one of the few guys. He has the yeah. one of the highest usage percentage in the NBA, right there with Embiid, right there with Giannis, and he can get you anywhere. He can get you past either of those teams, Utah or Denver. Who's going to guard him on either of those teams? Right? It's Royce O'Neal, it's Rudy Gobert, and those switches that we <laughs> saw in some of those. Like, okay, they'll live with that. Yeah. As long as they can hit threes, as long as they're going to be open threes, and Luka can create open threes off of anybody. For Denver, it's like Aaron Gordon. Okay, that's a good defender against Luka. But then all of a sudden, everywhere else is just exposed. Like all the like Dinwiddie and Brunson will, will feast against those teams because no one else can guard on the perimeter. Dallas is feeling really good right now. Utah, we'll get into to them in a second. Mitchell and Conley sat out in this one. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich had 27. Gobert had 20 and 10 in this one. Let's talk about these two teams, Dallas and, and Utah. What's your biggest question about the Mavericks heading into the playoffs? Uh, I would ask, and, and of course, you being the Mavericks expert, check out Locked on Mavs. Shout out to them. Ooh. Doing great stuff over there. there um, I would ask you, can Spencer's Dimwitties offensive output replace what Tim Hardaway would have given you now that you now know he's not coming back in the playoffs. And even, even on the defensive side, right? Like I want to know, like I know the Mavs can score. I know Luca can score. I know Dinwiddie can score. I know that, that these guys, when they get hot, they can score with anybody. But when you start getting later on, right? I need to know. And like you said, this Mavs defense has tailed off just a little bit, but when you get to, 
I mean, possibly the Suns or Clippers or Grizzlies or Warriors or whoever it may be. Are you going to be able to make that key stop? Do you feel like that that's an issue that the Mavs are going to deal with when they play these teams that are sitting above them? Yeah, it's it's a the, the Dinwiddie one. Let's start with that. is a great a great question because last year, listen to the guy, listen to the guys that were playing that are handling the ball for the Mavericks in the playoffs. Yeah. It's Luka Doncic. It's Brunson for a little bit. First four games of the Clippers series, he averaged 20 minutes a game. Last three games, he averaged 10 minutes a game. He, he got benched in that series. He was not the player that we're seeing this year. Yeah. Tim Hardaway Jr. played a lot, played 37 minutes a game in all seven of those games. Uh, Josh Richardson basically got benched too. He played 13 minutes a game. And then it was Trey Burke played in two games. Like literally that's all the guards in the guards that would handle the ball in, in those series. Now, yeah. Brunson has taken a step forward. Brunson has been able to stay on the court defensively so that, that he doesn't get played off. And then Dinwiddie, that's a good question. Can he be a little bit better in the playoffs? Can he be the way that he was when he first came over and fill up what Hardaway did? Because Hardaway did play well in the playoffs. Like He used 17 points a game, 40% from three. He took eight threes a game. He was their secondary offense. Uh, way more so than Porzingis was. Porzingis was 13 points a game last year in the, in That's the playoffs. The he, he was just in the corner, and so now you have two of these guys that can, that can fill it up. And they need to have, they need to have Dinwiddie or Brunson step up in a in a big way in those playoff series. But they're at least there and capable. Yeah. They're at least there to handle the ball where they just did not have it before. And so where the Mavs would lose those games against the Clippers was as soon as Luca would sit, everybody like it would all just go to the tank. It would all just completely yeah. go out. Uh, my biggest question for Utah, if we're talking about that team, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of questions. Can you contain Luca? Right? Can you in, can you keep Gobert involved enough so that he uh, factors on offense? Those are. Did some you of my, see the stat? The two the two passes a game <laughs> that Quinn Snyder was not a fan of anyone pointing out. By the way, hey, listen, listen. The fact that the fact that Gobert averages double that. And that's still only four passes a game back to Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> Tells you that there is a problem there. It's like, hey, listen, I give him the ball, but you got to move it around to four other people before it get to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that those are my questions for the Jazz, right? Against the Dallas Mavericks, we've seen them. We've seen the Jazz beat the Mavericks two times this year. You know, we've seen that that Jazz team get really hot. They have more experience than the Mavericks do. And so you can you can see a path where they're winning that series against the Warriors. It honestly seems a little bit harder to me, but that Warriors team is is not in a good spot. Like they're probably in a worse spot than than the Jazz are right now. Yeah. Uh, talk about two teams limping into the end of the season if those two teams play against each other. That would be wild to see. Um, who can figure it out faster? It's probably I'm I'm gonna guess it's Steph and them, but Donovan Mitchell has stepped up in a playoff series and has really taken it to to another team. So. Uh, that's Dallas and Utah where they're sitting right now. They they're probably play each other, but it could be Utah, Golden State, could be Dallas, Denver. So those are the big matchups coming up. But the other two teams that these two teams play, Detroit and OKC, these teams are are not playing for anything. Detroit is actually winning games they're not supposed to. OKC is winning games they're not supposed to at all. Which of these teams do you think is doing a better job at a rebuild? Let me lay out these two teams for you right here. Detroit has Cade, obviously, as their main piece. Sadiq Bay is a really good like secondary piece. And then they got all these other guys. Bagley, Killian Hayes, uh, Beef Stew, Isaiah Stewart, and then Frank Jackson, who's only 23. I always feel like he's older, but he's not. And then they have the Jeremy Grant piece. It's definitely going to be a trade piece this offseason. They'll figure out a way to turn that into something. And, of course, their pick. OKC has SGA as their big piece. Great. 
Lou Dort, Josh Giddy as great complimentary pieces for him. Then they have all these random guys that you're like, are these guys good or are they just the only guys that are shooting the ball right now? Yeah. And like Darius Baisley, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Aaron Wiggins, Trey Mann who can fill it up, Isaiah Roby, and Poku. Which of these teams do you think is doing a better job of rebuilding right now? As as much as it pains me to say based on the beef between the two cities, um, I have to give it to the Detroit Pistons because Detroit mm. is putting players on the floor that are contributing to wins right now. Now, only 23 wins. OKC's okay, so just not putting players on the floor. OKC's okay, so just not putting players on the floor, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, OKC's okay, so just like, yeah, he's dead. That's an injury, right? Um, Teo Maladon is just like visiting his family in France. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's a tough time. But I mean, here, here's the difference for me, right? And And it's really what I've looked at. I have to give credit to God. I hate giving credit to the Pistons for it. Oh no! I, I have to give credit to the Pistons, right, for picking correctly. Cade seemed like an iffy pick at the beginning of the season. We're now at the end of the season, and it feels like he could be a candidate, a legitimate candidate, not just like, well, there's no one else, a legitimate candidate for rookie of the year. He yeah, is for sure. somebody that is not. And here's the thing that is not just playing, but is making other people better. If you looked at Sadiq Bay and his output the last few years, you're like, yeah, he plays basketball. This season, I'm like, oh, Sadiq Bay and Cade might actually be a nice little combo. You bring it, you know what I'm saying? So like, you it's have like a, a bizarre. It's like a bizarro Tatum and Brown, right? <laughs> oh, look, yes, that is that is the perfect way to describe it. Because like, when you watch it, it's like these guys play really well off of each other. They do a good job at at uh, 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 kind of like just putting each other in a position to both be successful. And that's that's the beginning of this, right? Like, let's be real. If SGA is not doing everything for OKC, they're done. Dort has been sneaky good this year. Dort has added the three ball. Dort has been good, and Josh Giddy has had triple doubles this year. Like uh, Josh Giddy can do, he can he can do some stuff for that team. So like you have some complimentary pieces there. Like I, I think I, those I, two, I, those two pieces are better than any like second and third pieces that the Pistons have right now. Right? It's Sadiq Bay, and then who else? Who's the next best guy? Is it Killian? Killian. Well, yeah, but Jeremy Grant's getting traded. Like he's not going to play on this team anymore. So yeah, I, well, we hope. Uh, that, <laughs> that's one of those, right? It's like it's like Jeremy Grant was ready to go, and then he was like, "I want to be the number one on the team," and everybody's like, "Yeah, <laughs> you got a guy named Cade." Yeah, we, we, you're not even the number one on your team right now. I don't know. I feel like you know what the other thing is with the Pistons too. Like for me, right? Like Dwayne Casey being there is an underrated thing for the Pistons. Like. He was the coach of the year and then got fired. I don't know if Pistons fans would agree with this being an underrated thing, but they 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 might not. But I but I think that with Cade Cunningham, with Sadiq Bay, with uh I'll give Diallo some credit. Diallo's been out for a little while, but he was playing decent basketball Tommy, for them yeah, as well. True. You've got a coach of the year candidate that knows how to coach basketball with players that are clearly showing you that they can play basketball and you don't know what you're gonna get back. For oh. a Jeremy Grant. Locked on Pistons host Koo is just like rolling over it. His, his car may yeah, have he's flipped probably, he's by probably now. just like, <laughs> Dwayne Case is the worst coach ever. I can't stand it. It's, that's okay, man. Hey, listen. I, I've always. You've been I, there. 
Listen, I got Bulls fans <laughs> telling me to fire Billy Donovan right now. Like we're not making the playoffs and we true, were eleven last year. So true. I've been there, dog. I know how you feel. He's not Jim Boylan. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen success, right? We've seen a track record of success in the past. Yeah. So and with good players. There you go. Those those rebuilds are fascinating to me. Who they get in the draft. Uh, looked at a couple of mock drafts. A couple of them had Detroit taking Paolo. That's an interesting piece for that. Like just like literally just replaces Jeremy Grant. Like, it's like hey, you want a younger version of, of a guy that's sort Essentially, of like. Essentially, yeah. Uh, and then Jaden Ivey going to OKC. That's fascinating to me because that's another guy handling the ball. Uh, whoever they get is going to be really interesting. The lottery is huge for both those teams. Last game on the slate for us. Atlanta gets the win over the Washington Wizards. At the two-minute mark of the third quarter, it was 82-77. to Atlanta was only up by five. Trey Young scores 14 points in the next three minutes to end the third quarter. They were up by 12 after that. They never looked back. Trey Young, 30 points, 11 assists. He has more 30-point, 10-assist games than anybody else, I think, over this this last stretch here. Um, He's been absolutely awesome. Yep, over this season, games with 30 points and 10 or more assists. Trey Young has 20. The next closest. Do I have the thing? Have you heard this? Luka Doncic with 10. That's it. Just 10. Trey Young has been <laughs> filling it up for this Atlanta Hawks team this year. He's been putting up crazy numbers. And uh, I'm feeling more and more confident the way this Hawks team is winning. They are 11-1 and at home over their last 12, ga- 12 home games. They're also 19-3 in their last 21 home games. So this... This Atlanta team, they play a home game in that play-in. I'm picking them to win for sure against the Hornets. I've been going back and forth all year, but I'm 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 feeling more confident about Atlanta today. Yeah, they've been there, dog. That's that's the biggest thing for me. They've been there. Trey Young still 28 points a game. Clint Capella still 11 rebounds a game. Trey Young still 9.7. Like the things that they did to get to that Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, no John Collins, but they still have everything I don't else. Think get, right. I think because of no John Collins, they won't get as far. Right. Well, we're talking about the Charlotte Hornets who haven't been in the playoffs and since before they were the previous Charlotte Hornets. I mean, they got the play in last year, oh, but you just hurt Walker Mail's heart, Richard. It, that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you talk about the Charlotte Hornets, and and I'm gonna be real with you. Trey Young gets hot for a game. You don't know where they're yeah, gonna that's end it, up. Right? They could be in the playoffs. Sneaky for the Hawks too. They have DeAndre Hunter back. We forget that DeAndre Hunter did not play last year in the playoffs. So like, this they kind of just traded Collins for Hunter in this playoff run. And so we'll see how that changes it for them. Uh, But yeah, there you go. That's the slate of games in the NBA. Still a ton to figure out. Go check out HP basketball on Twitter for all the clinching scenarios. He's got everything all figured out. Go listen to lockdown bowls with Pat and CEO Hayes. They're doing some great stuff over there. Listen to lockdown Mavs for the rest of the Maverick season. Guys, thanks so much for listening to lockdown NBA. Boom. Boom.